Good evening and welcome to El Oso Fumar Takes. This is our 203rd take live from the Alec Bradley Lone Star Studio of Azel, Texas. I'm your host, Baird Plissy, as always, and I'm so glad, so proud, so pleased, and so privileged to be with you all tonight. This is going to be a fantastic show. A first-time guest is always exciting, and I'm super excited for this one. You have no idea. I've been planning this for a while, and I'm so glad that the dates worked out on this one. And we'll get to formal introductions in a second. Before we introduce our guest of honor tonight, we do have to thank tonight's show's tonight's show's sponsors. And, of course, tonight's show is sponsored by Drew Estate. Drew Estate recently announced the creation of the 20-acre farm, but has now introduced an exclusive for Corona Cigar Company, the 25th anniversary Bellicoso 20-acre farm. To celebrate the Corona Cigar Company's 25th anniversary, Drew Estate has adding the Bellicoso 7x54 to its newly released 20-acre farm brand, available exclusively at Corona Cigar. The 20-acre farm uh, Corona Cigar Company 25th anniversary Bellicoso will debut during a marquee event debuted at a marquee event uh, just last week. Corona Cigar Company's owner, Jeff Borswich, is also a tobacco farmer who single-handedly revived cigar growing, uh, cigar tobacco growing here uh, in Florida. One harvest at a time. On his pristine 20-acre plot of land near Orlando, Jeff dubbed his tobacco Florida Sun Grown, and this opulent and majestically takes center stage in the Drew Estates 20-acre farm land. So you can get the Bellicoso from 20 acre farm at coronacigar.com check out jeff's website there we're gonna be talking a little bit about jeff because he played a part in my guest's life plays a part pretty much on a daily basis because he lives right by one of the stores we'll get into that right now tonight's guest sponsored by united cigar smoke one today start living united mr howard gums jr of howard g cigars howard how are you doing tonight i'm phenomenal i'm phenomenal man how are you Oh, I am doing absolutely fantastic, uh, sensational. I've been waiting for this show uh, for such a long time. It's it's such a pleasure to have you on. Uh, I'm super stoked about it. So um, I know you you uh, you really 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 did me a favor tonight. You you went you made sure that the Orlando Magic had an early game, and then you 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 booked it back over here so that you could be a guest tonight. I can't think enough. I didn't even ask you the more important question. I didn't catch you. What? Did, did they win? That's the most important thing. No, it went to overtime, and uh, you know, the Philadelphia 76ers had two superstars by Joel Embiid and uh, James Harden, and, and so they pulled out the victory by uh, by two points. Um, oh, brutal, yeah. brutal, <laughs> brutal. What um, have you have you seen? I, I mean, I know you're I know you're a big Magic fan, and so I know he's come to town at least a few times, and probably the times you've seen him. I mean, have you seen James Harden play a lot? Yeah, I've seen James Harden play since he was with the um, the Thunder when he was paired up with KD and Russell Westbrook back then. So, uh, and then I was at the game when he when he dropped sixty on the Magic when he was with the uh, Houston Rockets. So I've seen the bearded right. one live a few different times. He's a phenomenal guy. Oh, unbelievable! I, I've um, obviously I, I, I'm a I'm a fan of his because of the beard thing. That's just, I know that sounds weird, but um, his 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 game. Um, it's it's really interesting um, that you know back in the day, you know when he and Durant and Brett Westbrook were all playing on the same team. Um, I, I I mean it was really great for him to go off to be with the Rockets because I think it allowed him to become you know, this, this superstar, but his, it seems like him and Westbrook kind of play at the same speed. So I'm, 
I'm, you know, I never, I mean, I mean, I watched those games, but I never really paid attention when they were with the Thunder. Those, those games had to be like super fast with those three guys on the court. Like they just had to be going up and down the court, with just like insane speed. Yeah, he was actually the sixth man of the year. So he came off the bench, James Harden did. Mm-hmm. But then anytime it was in a crucial moments, they had him in the game. And so it was like a three-headed monster. But you're right. Once, you know, uh, Daryl Morey of the Houston Rockets saw the talent and, and, uh, and, and gave him the opportunity to lead his own team, then he put the world on notice. Like, hey, I'm really a superstar myself. And um, and. Got a real nice game. He doesn't play that much defense, but, you know. (laughs) No, no. um, Not much, not much, by the way, of defensive um, defensive efforts these days in in professional basketball. But I think I think that's what makes it, you know, as entertaining as it is. Like we were we were actually having I was actually having this conversation um, um, down in down in Miami. I was I was down there for the Great Smoke. Um, two weekends ago, and we just happened to be talking about basketball, and it was just talking about how, like, you know, there were there were two teams in one night that scored over 150 points, and one of them had to lose. You know, like, like when I was growing up, like, no one. I mean, it was rare for a team to score 110. Like they got to 100 regularly, but most scores that I saw in the box score the following morning were in that like 98 to 93. Yeah, you know, kind of kind of range um of winning versus losing and stuff like that and so um so have to score 150 plus points and lose the game is oh man that's just that's just heartbreaking <laughs> it's yeah, just absolutely. so um but uh, i mean have you so i know i knew i know you grew up in Kissimmee, which is right there um mm-hmm. and stuff so did i mean so have you been a magic fan i mean since since their beginning I mean, if you want to be completely honest, um, I'm a Michael Jordan fan. So I grew up a Bulls fan because of Michael Jordan. Gotcha. Um, but when I moved to Orlando, um, one of the, I mean, who didn't want to have season tickets for the Magic, you know? Um, I have a, I have an 18-year-old son, so I got this, I got these tickets when he were somewhere around 12 years old or something like that, something to take him to the games and, you know, and then hang out and meet the players and stuff like that as, a, you know, growing up, a kid growing up. And then it just progressed to, you know, having it for business, you know, and giving it, giving it away to clients and different things like that. So um, I go to the Magic Games. I do live in Orlando, so I want them to do well. But uh, at this stage where they're, they're losing, you know, I think this was the 51st loss of this season tonight. <laughs> So I, I kind of go to the games to see the other players as well. So, you know, I'm going to go to the game to see, you know, on Tuesday night to see KD again, you know, and I'm going to go to the Warriors game. I mean, right. you know, but the other games, others, other games other than that, you know, I'll probably just, you know, and, and the season's almost over. So I'll either give them away or something like that. I mean, um, I, mean I, I know, like, I, I mean, I know they've got a lot of young talent on the team. I mean, with like, I, I mean, I know they have like the veteran presence of like, um, you know, of Robin Lopez, who's been around the league forever. I know he's on the like, um, and then, um, but Mar- and Markel Fultz too. Like he, I, I, but I feel like he's been injured like half of his career. Like, but he's, yeah. he's 
So it's a lot of time, a lot of time. One bright spot for them was Cole Anthony. Right, right. Cole Anthony, he the, the, to be a you know a rookie, he's very poor poised as a rookie. Um, even tonight, he's the guy that was you know staring Harden in the face and pulling up for the three to give the Magic the lead, and then they they, they end up you know taking it back and going to overtime. So you know, but um, he's the bright spot that I see. Uh, for the magic, the, the guy that literally can possibly be an all star in the future, but they're a very young team right now. Yeah, very young. well, and they got uh Minute Bulls kid, um, too, as well. Um, what's I mean, Bo-Bo. yeah, Bobo is he is he I've never actually seen him play. I mean, how, how does he how does he stack? I mean, his dad was a pretty good player, he just you know, because you know, his. You know, if his dad, if his dad had put like, you know, any, I feel like he probably could have dominated a lot more, um, at, you know, at the, at the era that he played in, if, you know, but I know he was rattled with injuries too, but I've heard, I've heard his kid is pretty good. Well, they said this, I've seen his kid play when he was on Denver coming off the bench, but that, that, that roster is so stocked. Mm-hmm. They're so stocked with talent. So he rarely got a chance to get in the game unless it was a blowout. But I haven't seen him play for the Magic yet. Oh, okay. So I don't know injured or anything like that. So the Magic yeah. have quite a bit of um, people that are are injured, from Jonathan Isaac to uh, I think my, I think Terrence Ross got injured. That's why he didn't play tonight. He's a very he's the sixth man of, on, on the Magic's team, and, mm-hmm. and so they have some different uh, players that that are that are banged up right now in this season. Um, so. But I haven't seen him play directly uh, for the Magic yet, so I don't know if they're going to shut him down for the rest of the season, uh, or bring or, or give him a shot to play. But he wasn't dressed out today for tonight's game. Okay. Well, I hope they uh, I hope they get uh, better soon, and and uh, you can see some of that young talent actually kind of get into their own and everything. So, um, but uh, I'm, again, Howard, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Really excited. So. We have a tradition here on my show where um, um, my guest uh, is allowed to pick my first cigar of the evening. And I'm really excited about the choices that I have. You know what they are, of course. Um, but I've got the uh, the Howard G. Uh, Magic Stick Cameroon, which we'll be talking about. We're going to be talking about all three of these actually later. But uh, the Magic Stick Cameroon. I have the uh, Howard G. Black Moses Maduro. And I also have the one of a kind, which is uh, a one of the cigars in the All Pro series. This is Ike Taylor's cigar. Um, so, um, Howard, which uh, which cigar am I smoking first this evening? It is all on you, sir. I would have you start since we're doing the show live, and that cigar is currently in cigar snob right now. This issue. Let's start with the one of a kind. You got it. I was I. I was I was gonna go with whatever I go with whatever my guest picks. I was I was really hoping you were gonna pick the cigar. I'm super excited about it. Um, so uh, pigtail cap it looks like so nice. And uh, we uh, we were talking about this a little bit before uh, the show and everything. Um, so Sumatran wrapper, right? Yes. So Sumatran wrapper, eighty percent Nicaraguan, twenty percent Lancaster PA. Because Ike Taylor is a two-time Super Bowl champion of the Pittsburgh Steelers, so he wanted to 
have something for uh for for his for his uh his state of there PA. You go. Nice. And so they went with it. it. It blended perfectly um with the with the the Nicaraguan blend and that Sumatra rapper just just gives a, a, a beautiful medium note profile from it and it's a very smooth design for us. And most importantly, it's Ike Taylor's personal blend and uh, it's his favorite cigar. And so that makes us happy. Fantastic. Yeah, I, um, it's it's really great how um, and we're, we're going to get into this a little bit more in a second, but it's, it's really it's really great seeing him at events that y'all do together and trade shows and everything. And he's out there really just, you know, he's, you know, out there really um, pushing out the cigar and, and uh, talking about how much he loves it and everything and becoming, and, you know, not just, you know, not just like uh, a figurehead, you know, he's, he's, and more than an ambassador too. He's, he, he's really, he's really one with the brand, which is just fantastic. So, um, well, fantastic. I'm going to go ahead and get started on this and we'll kind of uh, roll with it here. But uh, that does bring us into tonight's major point, which, of course, is brought to you by the people, cigar people, the people who know everything about a lifetime of service. Protocol Cigars is more than just pool parties and good times. Well, maybe it is. But behind the fun is a motivation for service, a motivation for giving back. From the original Protocol Blue to the latest release in the Lawman series, Bass Reeves, Protocol has always been about honor passion and yes the people it's what there's life their life's work has been and always will be about power of the p protocol cigars so howard we're going to talk we're going to talk a lot about your cigars tonight but um i'm really excited about the opportunity to sit with you um and get to know you as a person and how you ended up becoming a part of this industry because um i'll kind of tee this up here uh, a little bit um I first noticed you. Um, I first heard about Howard G. Cigars, and I first knew uh, who uh, who you were when I saw literally saw your name uh, on the on the banner of PCA uh, sponsors last year. And I noted this to you in an email when I sent it to you, and I said, and I was like, I was like, I don't know anything about them. I tried to go by your booth a couple times. It was m- my fault. I didn't prioritize my time a lot better, um, and. Um, and so I really was like, well, I'm, I want to try, I want to try the cigars because you support the industry. And I was like, I've, I've got to try this man's cigar. So I, I, I ordered some of your cigars and I had the Cameroon magic stick, um, first. And I was literally, literally blown away. And I, I mean, it was fantastic. I mean, I'd want to get to know you, even if I didn't like the cigar <laughs> too, but I actually really did love it. And, uh, and so it, it kind of it's kind of started from there, and 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 here we are. But I mean, where 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 did uh, where did you you grew up in Kissimmee, um, Florida? And so have you been born and raised a, a Florida kid all your entire life? Is that is that how uh, how you grew up, or did you move around? I'm born and raised in Kissimmee, Florida. Bear. Born and raised. Um, it's just you know for me. Um, I got into cigars from a different angle. I got into cigars, actually. I was actually in Minnesota on a trip. Um, I went to a, a, a friend of a friend's um, grandmother passed away. And uh, so we went to Minnesota and I went to go show my respects. And her cousin, after that funeral, was, was like, hey, you want to smoke a cigar with me? And so I said, well, sure, let's smoke a cigar. And I smoked a cigar and I was like, 
know what? I can actually see myself, you know, I can actually see myself doing this. It just was a was it just felt right. And so when I got back to Orlando, I wanted to go to um the best cigar uh spot that they had there. And of course that was Corona Cigar in Sand Lake. And and then from there the, the rest was history. Um pretty much been going there 13, 14 years and um when you fast forward now, I would say 97% of the people that is closest to me, I met them somehow through a cigar. That's, that's really, uh, that's really crazy. So, so that, so that 15 years ago at this, this, this funeral where you went to go pay your respects, that was your very first cigars, like period. Ever. Okay. Do you remember what it was just by chance? Yeah. It was a Rocky Patel uh, decade, 1990. Oh, Okay. And awesome. so great cigar. We, we was in Minnesota and uh the guy's name was Duncan and he and he he uh we went to a place called Twigs and he was like, Man, here have a cigar. And he smoked cigars. And so I smoked it. I was like, man, this is not bad. I literally liked that particular cigar. I ended up smoking three or four of them during that time. And <laughs> pretty cool. I mean, I, now granted, I wasn't retro hailing and doing things like that, but just to be able to just to the draw of it, it just it just paired well with me, and so I took that back when I got to Orlando and uh, and started from there. Awesome. So the um, the uh, so I mean it, it it so it all started with the community, and it just and then it also became more and more about the community, which is really really cool. I I love Sand Lake, um, the the store yeah. that Jeff's got been there. I've been to a couple of his stores. Um, and I, I really, I, that one, that one kind of, I feel like I haven't gone to the other ones yet, so I can't really pass judgment on all of them, but I feel like Sand Lake is going to be like my, perf- would be my preferred Corona store. It just seems like my speed, my jam, like that's just really a really, really nice, a really nice, cool spot. It gets, it gets pretty bumping though. Like, I mean, I feel like uh, we were there on like a Thursday, it was like one o'clock in the morning and it was still like packed and everything. Um, is that, is that how it's pretty much done every, every night there? Absolutely. Um, Sand Lake, you know, we, we call it the house. Sand Lake is our house. So, um, you know, that where it's at, where it's located, you know, it's kind of like they say a real estate location, 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 you know, shout outs to Jeff and Tanya and the rest of the Corona staff, but that Sand Lake store is beautifully located. And what I mean by that is, it's right off of Sand Lake in what we call Restaurant Row. So when you when you look in, you know, across the street, you have you have uh, the Morton Steakhouse. If you look at the other way, you have Eddie V's, you have Ruth Chris, you know, you have Charlie Steakhouse right down the road. So it's right in the middle of Restaurant Row. And then you were right there at Bay Hill. So like last week, they had the Bay Hill Invitational Golf tournament so then there was buses coming up you know sprinters coming up and guys were just getting off by the droves to go in there to have a cigar people are leaving from dinner they want to have a cigar and so everybody knows the best game in town is is uh, a corona cigar so they're going to definitely pull up there and uh the, the ambiance is great you know a lot of us are real deal cigar guys and so you know you have what we call the regulars and uh it's just a great place to meet people like you can just make a friend easily at Sand Lake. 
you know, people from all, all, um, all walks of life, you know, you just sit there and have a cigar and it, and it, and it puts everything in, you know, in perspective, you, you turn around and you, uh, you have a cigar and then you, you start talking and before you know it, you're, you're, you're friends. And that's the that's the thing i we, i comment on nearly every week uh howard is just how like this this these what we're smoking right now i mean it's the greatest equalizer in the world um cigar shops are the 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 last i i feel like you know not to be over dramatic and i say this all the time but i still repeat it but like i feel like it's like the last great you know meeting place you know mm -hmm. the you know and it's not just like-minded individuals. There's, there's, there's people of all different backgrounds, all different economic classes, all different races, all different creeds, even political beliefs. And, yep. you know, even in today's society of, of, of very, very high tensions, politics splitting our, our country, people get along. Yeah. People get along in a cigar shop. They just do. It's just one of those things. And it's it's absolutely it's absolutely one of the most wonderful things that I, I it's one of the things I love about this industry so much. So um so you so you went obviously and and uh to to Sand Lake um when you got back from Minnesota and and that became that became your spot from there on and allowed you to meet a lot of these people. So what did um I know we're gonna get into how you got into the industry here in a second, okay. um with who you met, but like what's uh like, what did you do? I, I know that you've been an entrepreneur your entire career. So, I mean, you've done, is that, has that been your thing? You've just, you've been in business development your entire, your entire professional life or, I mean, what were you doing before you got into cigars here? So my father, my father was a, a business guy, entrepreneur, owned businesses here in Orlando. And so um, he always told me, you know, run your own, run your own businesses. And so what I did was I got myself licensed in every aspect that I could that I could utilize. So I went and got um, my 215 license. So I started building clients with uh, life, health, and annuities. And then also I um, started in the tax business and had a, some offices with that. But then my my primary thing was uh, I literally loved the car business. The car business was just so awesome for me. But then the the, the problem that I had was that the hours were just ridiculous. And so, yeah. you know, I would, I would, I would go and do really well for six months. And then after a while, I'm like, I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. I'd rather be smoking a cigar. I'd rather be doing something else. Um, and so and then I got introduced to uh, uh, the, the, the network marketing um, industry. And then, and I started doing that and did pretty well with that. Um, and so that gave me the time freedom back. To, uh, to allow myself to continue to have my other businesses, but then to still enjoy myself, uh, not being like stuck in one individual spot. Uh, and so from there, I started just uh, doing a lot of business at the cigar bar. At Sand Lake, you know, if my client um, smokes a cigar, I would personally buy them a cigar for them to meet me at Sand Lake to have a cigar and go over business, then to meet me at my office. It was just, it was a added benefit, right? And so um, that's what we would do. So we, and then from that, all different meetings or any, any, any uh, business people that I, I met, met with, you know, we would do it at Corona. We would be right there, either there or downtown. 
downtown Corona. Either way, we would sit there and, and do business and then have a cigar. So it just it just went hand in hand for me. Um, and, and it's been such an enjoyable experience and uh, what it's been able to do for, for myself, not only myself, but my family as well. That's awesome. So I know that, uh, um, I guess you're, you, cause Howard, Howard G cigars is, is, I guess, um, I, I don't want to call it a side gig, but I know you've got other business interests still and stuff. And I think you're, um, if I'm, if, and please forgive me if I'm misquoting the, or giving you an inaccurate title, but you're, you're a managing partner for, for natural boost, right? You do that as well. So, so, so natural boost was one of my, um, names when i was in a network marketing company okay and so so i was uh i so i ran it through the naturalboost.com that was a health company okay. um uh, um that 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 we did yes okay. in the network marketing realm just one of the one of the many businesses yeah i i saw that you did business develop you've done business development you're like your basically your entire career and i was like man this is awesome i i my day job you know, my day job is uh, I, I sell software to to small business owners. So okay. that's why I was like, oh, I was like, it, it, it totally makes sense. So we're kindred spirits here. I, lo- I love small business owners. And, uh, you know, it's just I love working with them on a daily basis. So that's uh, that's fantastic. So you so you decide. So you 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 go to uh, you go to Sand Lake and you're meeting all sorts of people over the last 14, 15 years. And uh, and. And then you meet a gentleman uh, from American Caribbean named Alex, and you guys start talking about making cigars. Am I right? Yeah. So um, I actually met Alex about nine years ago through one of my athletes, Leon Cersei. Okay. He introduced me because Leon is a is a, is a, a Miami Hurricane legend, three-time national champion, and Alex is a Hurricane fanatic diehard fan but where they differ is Alex is a cowboy fan <laughs> and I'm a cowboy fan so Leon says man I gotta introduce you guys because Alex was the first guy to ever get Leon to smoke a cigar and that was you know being at the you know as a um at a Miami hurricane tailgate scenario he got him to smoke a cigar and so that made him like wow and then years later, Leon introduced me to him. And then me and Alex literally became like, you know, best best friends. You know, he Alex pretty much tells people I'm his twin brother. They don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> he really tells people that. So, but um, and so we we've uh, always we've went to Cowboys games together. If I'm in the Miami or he comes to Orlando, we'll link up. But but the the, the gentleman that really was the, the catalyst for me to 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 get my mind to even think about possibly being in the cigar business was the the one and only legend mr avo Uvizi. i had the pleasure of meeting avo at corona sand lake and uh, when i first met him he was still driving he was driving the buick and then right after that, I believe he got in a he had like got in a fender bender or something and he wasn't driving anymore. But what I've noticed is that every birthday they would have a party for him. And uh at this party, you know, he, he would come out with an exclusive line of cigars for that particular birthday. So it started at, you know, 80s. One of them that sticks out perfectly was the Avo 88. He had 
Mm-hmm. You know, he was a pianist for Frank Sinatra. So I still have a couple boxes of, of that particular thing. He opened up that box. It was 16 cigars in there and they had the keys in there, yeah. you know, and it was just beautiful. And then the following year, he had one that looks like the record player, the disc. And um, but we used to sit outside with them outside Sand Lake, you know, uh, Monday through Friday. Our vote's going to be there between 530 and, and seven o'clock. And uh, and so having a privilege to uh, to sit down and talk with him and and build a relationship with him was 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 valuable. But the key thing there is um, prior to his, his death, uh, he told me one day we were just sitting out there, just myself and him. And he goes, you know, Howie, he says, you should be in the cigar business. And he, and he talked very soft. And, I, and I, I called him Papa. I said, you mean me, Papa, in the cigar business? And he said, yeah. And I said, why do you say that? And his, last, his words were, you know, because you love the people like I love the people. And I was like, wow, that was that was pretty deep there. <laughs> and so, you know, I kind of laughed it off, you know, but, you know, it, it's an actual true story. Um, and then um, so later on, uh, Alex came down and he was in, he says, hey, I'm going to be in Orlando. You got time to, to, to meet up? I said, yeah. He said, well, just meet me at Corona about six or seven o'clock. So no, not a problem. By the time I get to Corona on Sand Lake, he was at the bar. But by the time I got to him, uh, it was about 25 minutes later because I was already, you know, you know, talking to people on the way in. So that's when he goes, hey, man, oh, you're the mayor. Here. Like, did you ever think about making a cigar? And it brought up the seed that Avo had planted, probably, you know, maybe a year prior. And so that's when that whole process started from there. So, I, I, you know, as I'm talking to you here, Howard, it's, this is, I'm kind of piecing together some of this stuff. And um, I mean, it sounds, um, I mean, this is a beautiful story because in a, in a way, your, your entrance into the cigar industry honors two very important people in your life. It honors your father who's, you know, raised you to be your own man, to be your own boss, to, to always be your own business and to honor a man who, who, you know, you know, who uh, made people his business, not necessarily cigars, his business, but people, his business. And, and I can tell that about that's kind of, that's the way that uh, I've, I've, as I've kind of been preparing for the show and everything, I, if I could characterize, this is, I'm having an epiphany live on air here. This is why this is kind of profound, but um, (laughs) if I could characterize what Howard G cigars is like, what, what it omits to me as a, as a person as I'm just kind of learning about them is it's a, it's a cigar brand for the people. Like you, like I've, I've seen videos of you and interviews that you've done and, and it's very much you talking about the cigars, but I mean, you've got Ike there and you've got Lee on there and you've got Rachel there and you it's, it's, it's a line of, it's a line of, of, of people talk, you know, being these, this ambassador for this vision that you've created. So it's, it, 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 that's that's pretty apt. I think you I think you executed on Avo's plan pretty well. What do you think? I mean, I mean, you, Barry, you're absolutely right. It, it's a for me. I would prefer to be around people than just to be by myself. You know, and, and that's just my personality. I like people, so you know, I run into some you know bad people every now and then. But I program myself like ah. 
there's only nine more bad people in the world like you. You can move around. <laughs> I keep myself thinking positive. You know, think about, you know, people feel like when they, if they see me and I'm not like energetic or something, I can be sitting down smoking a cigar, being quiet. Somebody that come over there like, you okay, bro? You sure? Ain't nothing wrong. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. You know, why? What's wrong? You don't, I don't know how you don't look like yourself right now. And I'm like, what did I do? Nothing. Just, I don't feel the energy from you. Like, because <laughs> so, um, I'm the type of guy, like, I, you know, I make sure everybody feels good about it. You know, I want when I meet somebody, when I leave, I want them to feel like, man, you know, I dress people by their name. I mean, if I'm going to the store and I'm in the checkout line and the lady's name is Susan, you know, when I get what's up, I'm like, thank you so much, Susan. I hope you have a great day. Like, you know, it's just, I like, the deal, you know, make a person have a smile on their face. And so for our events, when we do our cigar events, it's not about me, it's not about Ike, or it's not about Leah, it's about all of us. And so we like to have fun. We you know we tell people all the time, we're just slinging cigars. You know, at the end of the day, we're having a good time and we're just just slinging cigars. We don't, it's not from a standpoint of, you know, um, we, we want everybody to feel comfortable. You know, mm-hmm. you know, um, they said to me, somebody says, hey, Howie, man, my favorite cigar in your line is the one of a kind. That's by far my favorite one. And I'm like, high five. Absolutely. Perfect. Somebody said, no, 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 no. Well, for me, Howie, it's the Cameroon. I high five them because we're just happy that we just want to be a part of your humidor. We're just thankful to be a part of your humidor because as an individual, you have the choice to shop wherever you want to shop. Mm-hmm. You no, that's I mean? 100% true. And so that's 100% true. So my mind is always, I tell people all the time, I, you know, I smoke other cigars as well. I mean, I'm a fan of the industry, and I have a lot of friends and a lot of people that have been instrumental to me, and, I, and, and, and you know, we're going to always do that. But um, and, and, we're, and we're constantly learning and evolving and trying to get better. And, but we're here for the long haul. We're not here for you know, a, a fad, you know, and, and so, you know, it's a respect thing for the industry and, and, uh, and we're, but we're, we're, we're trying to do things the right way and, uh, and, and to keep, you know, the same core values that the industry started with um, to keep that, you know, growing on as well, along with, you know, producing, you know, quality products and, 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 and having a good time doing it, you know. They say it's not work when you when you when you enjoy what you're doing, and we no, enjoy absolutely. smoking cigars and talking to people. Well, and and it's you you mentioned something a second ago that you've that you actually uh, you did a whole video series on, which was we're we're just proud, we're just thankful and proud to be part of your humidor, and um, so. From a from a brand owner standpoint, and I, I've loved I've loved to I've asked I've asked a ton of owners this way. I mean, uh, this this question like from the very beginning and everything. Yours is a lot more recent than some of these others, so it, it you probably still have that memory. When you first cigar, when you first saw your cigar on somebody's shelf, what was that moment like? Well, I have two. I, I you know, bear great question number one. But I have two standpoints. I have two thoughts. One thought was, I'm sorry, I have three. 
One started when I didn't even have boxes yet, okay? Because due to COVID, the boxes and everything was like on, you know, held back. But I did have the bundles. So I had some smaller lounges of my friends that wanted to be the first ones to carry it. And to see the reaction and the response that we got from some of our hookah lounges and our smaller lounges with friends that are not the mainstream cigar spots, but they wanted to carry it there. Uh, and that gets a crowd. It was, it, that was the first thought, like, wow. Like, yeah, this is really cool, right? The second one was when um, we were able to get it into Disney Springs, Disney World. And yeah, the, so- The Sosa Cigar Store, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. And so that one, meant a, a lot because it's Disney World. And I'm, you know, born and raised right here in Central Florida. And, you know, there's only one cigar uh, uh, lounge that's on Disney premises and that's Sosa. So to be able to have the whole line in there, not to mention that it's, you know, I mean, beautiful. Um, uh, once you open the humidor, our whole line is eye level right there. Oh, that's so. Cool. You know, so shout out to uh, uh, Al and, uh, and and the guys, Christopher and everybody at Sosa Cigar. And, 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 you know, that, that was another like, wow. And then um, third, the third and, and, and the biggest for us was, you know, when, when Jeff gave us an opportunity and, and Tanya uh, to put it across the whole Coronas um, and then also on the website for them as well. And uh and so to, to see that we've had, um, to, 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 shout out to the, the managers, you know, uh, H and, and uh, the general manager, Angel and, and uh, Matt and Ryan and the, the whole Corona family, because for us to have events and, and, and to do an event in, in Lake Mary, and then I get the phone call the next morning saying that was the best event they had. That 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 would have been a lot for us being a boutique brand. Um, to following that up with uh, having an event at Sand Lake and and the numbers that we did at Sand Lake at that event was was you know off the charts. It was the number one event that at that time there. And then to downtown, which um, you know seeing their numbers increase drastically and and getting the calls from the managers like hey. You can do an event at my location anytime. That that was pretty cool. And then for their Tampa location, you know, the Davidoff store, for the for the manager to call then and said, "Hey, you did those three stores. What about what about us here in Tampa? <laughs> you know, like you know, what about us? You know, will we chop liver?" And so to go down there and, and to do an event there on an off night and still have a, a, a great turnout and stuff like that, you know, those are what really really like make you just, you know, you feel, you feel, um, you feel proud, but you also know that, you know, you sometimes you have to, to step back. And, and, and the number one person that does this to me is Rachel, because I'm always go, 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 go. I, I look at, my dad was always told me to be focused on what you need to get to. And so, but Rachel has done a phenomenal job to say, hey, 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 relax there, slow down, take this time to appreciate what you've done, what we've done so far, appreciate it. And, and I'm like, you know what, you're right. 
You know, you can always, you know, think about what you can do better. How can you, can, you know, um, increase? How can you expand? What can you do more and things like that? But also sometimes you need to sit back and appreciate what you've done so far, especially when you're, when you're doing it from the heart and you're having fun with it. No, absolutely. I think um, those perspectives are really, really unique. Like you said, that you, we we took a look at it from three different ways, and I'm, I imagine like like every first in the cigar and business is like anything. Like you're, it's just you know it's all part of you know it's all part of the um, the experience and 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 what a what a I guess what a continued like returning gift that it just keeps on happening. These these firsts and stuff. Um, that's really great that you. So the uh, going back to the video that that you talk about being you know we're just proud to be part of your humidor and everything i have a sorry a silly aside question is that narrated by joe montagna no okay it's actually, it's actually narrated by uh by frank um from uh, great lake smoked okay by- it sounds oh it sounds exactly like joe montagna i was like i was like oh my gosh this <laughs> I mean, like this guy knows Ike Taylor. He knows Leon Cersei. I was like, if he knows Joe Montana too, that's just fantastic. He sounds exactly like him. It's a, it was, I, it caught my, it caught my ear. I was like, wait, hold on a second. But, um, well, that's, 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 that's funny. But, um, these, so, and I've, I've noticed that you guys have done a considerable number of events that just seem, that, that seem to be going really well for y'all is what, what is it a, you know, when people are coming up to you at these events and like you said, you keep high fiving them when they tell you that, Hey, this is my favorite cigar. And this is my favorite cigar. You know, um, when someone comes up and tells you like that they've, and I'm sure this happens a lot because you, you're just getting started and everything, but they've never heard, they've never heard of Howard G. Yes. And I think we kind of covered this a little bit a moment ago, but like, what do you, what do you tell them when, when they say what, well, tell me about your cigars, Howard. What you, like that's probably the, the most you know just obnoxious question you get all the time. Like, what do you what do you say? Like, what? How do you introduce it? Especially at PCA and TPE, because you know everybody already have appointments with the big boys. You know what I mean? The sure. and the, everybody else. So when they walk by, they, you know they they typically you know, you catch the, the, the Black Moses or, or, or they typically say, well, I like the logo of the Howard G looks clean yeah. or something like that. So I've, not, nice. I've heard of you or I don't know too much about it, but somebody mentioned the Black Moses or something like that. Or, of course, they hear about Ike Taylor from uh, the One of a Kind series. But um, so when they come to me, I, I just let them know, listen, I say, Howard G, uh, Howard G Cigars, and I start off with the the, 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 the first blends, you know, and the, the very first blend that, that I made was the Black Moses Maduro. And so I, and, and then I tell them why, because my favorite cigar was the Patron 80 year. That was my favorite cigar. Um, okay. That's, that, that's not a Bihike, right? But, but that particular cigar, I love the fact that I was able to smoke that cigar, have a long white ash, the construction on it, very rarely you see uh, any issues with Patron. Now, um, when you smoke that cigar, it's always been consistent. So I wanted to make something that I thought personally could be something that could be comparable for a standpoint at a, at a fraction of the price, 
because I also know that there's a lot of new, um, young, business-oriented individuals that are getting into the cigar world that uh, I think that will be a, a, a much affordable cigar compared to, you know, to that. So, and one of the, the, the first things I would do is I would talk about that cigar, and then I would talk about the, the Black Moses Natural after that, because it's pretty much the same blend, just different wrappers. Then I would go into uh, the Black Moses um, Limited, which is a complete different cigar. That's and what you're smoking right now, right? That's what I'm smoking now. And so, and then after that, I would go into my Magic Stick series, and I would talk about my, 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 my baby is the Cameroon which is my first stick of the day and my last stick of the day, I will let them know that this particular cigar here has a beautiful um, aroma and also the taste of it is a, it's a distinctive taste of the wrapper that you can taste throughout. And then I will go into the, um, the Habano and then my Robusto, which I call my little Floyd Mayweather because the Robusto is a five by 52, but that has a little <laughs> bit stronger punch than my Toro, which is a six by 50 because of the Omotepi tobacco inside of it. And when you retrohale, it would make your eyes get watery. <laughs> and so, and then off that, then we would go into the All Pro Series. But the cool thing about it is at these shows, or if I'm sitting down talking with a, a, a manager or a owner of a lounge, you know, I'm able right then and there to say, which, what, what do you normally smoke? Are you more of a mild, medium, or, or a full body? And then I would take that cigar right then and there and cut it and get them to smoke it right there and there. So now we have a, a dialogue there. Mm -hmm. and, 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 then, and then we will go from there. So now they're able to get it because, you know, there's a lot of marketing stuff people talk about, but the best thing is to get the cigar in their hand. Right, and to smoke it. No, absolutely. I, 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 I really like that. I really like the inspiration that you, you've, the inspirations that you've had throughout your career and, to, to come to this point. So you, you now we, we find out another one, the, the Padron 80th, which is just like this iconic cigar. And that's the inspiration that you drew from the Black Moses Maduro, um, which I have I've right here. But the um, I also what I can what I appreciate, too, about that is is um, you you wanted to you wanted to give something to that fan because you are that fan. And you're not saying this is like a, you're a Padron 80th, this, but, but it's, it's giving to someone who appreciates that cigar and, and can, and can something that they can enjoy because you enjoy that cigar. And I mean, that's a great relatable point. Um, so, let, so let's go, let's go back to this. So this is the first cigar that you created, the Black Moses Maduro, and then followed by the natural. So um, we'll start with the name. Um, I, I, I've wanted to know the story about the name. I have something in my head. It's probably completely wrong. So I'm not going to tell you until until you tell me and see how far off I am. But um, what what's uh, what's the story of Black Moses? What's behind so the, name? the The reason that I came out with the name Black Moses is because I have multiple businesses. And so in life, you have obstacles, right? In life, in, in life, you have obstacles. When in business, you have obstacles. But in my world, where the average individual quits or gives up on their on their on their businesses or whatever because of the obstacles, I choose to part through the obstacles in my way, like Moses parted through the Red Sea. And so that was my reason okay. of coming out with the name Black Moses. And then when you take that same name and you, when, and when, when you think back of like, 
who was like Black Moses in, in today's world, you know, um, you would think about like a, a guy that was like Isaac Hayes, you know, you, you know, that people would, you know, tons of people would go to Vegas and get married with the Shafts logo and the different things. That <laughs> they would, you know, can you dig it? And, and he had a nice vibe. You know what I mean? It was more of like a, a smooth, you know, who is the man? Like, yeah. so that all kind of went together with that. But the actual reason is because I have obstacles like everybody else, but I have to find a way to get through it. And so I try to part through it like you part it through the Red Sea. So that was the nice. reason for that. Nice. I like your story better. In my in my head, I, I thought it had something to do with Moses Malone, because I know that Moses Malone's because I know you're a basketball guy and mm -hmm. Moses Malone's nickname was Black Jesus. Um, and so I, I, I didn't I, I, I thought it was something along those lines of, of that. But I like that story is really cool uh, about it. So many meanings behind it. But I mean, I think this is a good time to talk about the I mean, the talk about this, because I think this is really important. And I, and I told you before we started the show tonight, um, you know, this industry is, is there's so many minorities flowing through the industry, you know, women play an incredible role in, in the industry, but there's not many women owned brands. Mm -hmm. Black people are play a huge role in this industry, but there's not very many black owned brands. You're one of the very few. And so from from that perspective, I mean, tell us, tell us, does that play a part in 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 the fact that you are now in the cigar industry? Was that a was that a big is that a big deal to you, or you know what? Because I I think it's I think it's incredible. The more the more diversity that we have when it when in terms of like ownership of brands, I mm -hmm. think is 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 a huge positive for this industry. But I'm in I'm I'm really interested to hear your perspective on this. I mean, I, I, I really think that um, for me, the cigar world is a multi multicultural genre. It's like, so for myself personally, I, I, I deal with everybody. Like, mm -hmm. you know, if anybody that literally knows me, if you, if you would if see me out, you would see like, I'm like the United Nations, man. I have, you know, everybody. I literally deal with everybody. So, um, because I because the cigars have done that for me, um, just building relationships in general. But when you look at right now, I think it is important for me to realize that I can I can help other other African Americans or Black people that might have a a desire to be in the cigar world or a desire to get in but might not you know have an avenue to be able to talk to someone you know or to be able to say well hi hey how were you able to do this or how were you able to to do that and to do you know what i mean and to get mm -hmm. find your niche but i mean as far as my niche per se i don't have a specific niche of a certain uh, 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 genre of a group because sure. we, we, we deal with everyone. Yeah, it's but, all inclusive. That's that's yeah. cigars, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, right? So, um, but, but, but it does, it does, it does, um, it does mean a lot for people to say, man, wow, man, I don't know too many people that African-American that actually owned 
their own line and you know and then it's actually a great cigar man so you know congratulations and things like that and we get that a lot um but but also i i don't want to misconstrue to make it feel like because some people say well but did you make Black Moses the name because you think Moses is black? This, 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 this. I was like, honestly, I never did think about that. I said, but <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. I said, but the reason that I did it is because of this. But hey, if you want to go with that, fine. If that if that's what you like, cool. But um, I just, I just honestly, man, I try to help whoever I can help, and if I can help. Uh, uh, my my people, you know, I'm going to do it. And if I can help anybody else, I'm going to do it. Because at the end of the day, I didn't get to where I'm at now without being able to have friends that I that I, that I talk with, you know, on a, on a daily or weekly basis that that give me certain uh, advice, you know, or or you know, I pick up a phone and, and call a buddy that you know is a VP of a company of a, a, a um, cigar company and ask them some questions and, and uh, or we'll, we'll, we'll talk and they'll give me and break everything down. Say, oh, look at it this way, Howie, this, 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 you know, but yeah. I tried, but I, I also realized that I do come from being a boutique brand. I do want to look out for the, the smaller lounges as well, though, because it's easy to get caught up in the bigger lounges saying, okay, I'm only going to deal with these people, but you know what? That's the same way being a boutique brand, where some people can say, "Well, we're not buying any boutique stuff. We're only, we're only, we're only promoting, you know, the 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 the, the larger larger brands." So I try to keep an open mind on both both spectrums, you know. As far as, you know, it depends on on you know which uh, area you're in as well too, because in certain markets, certain markets are different. I know. You know how how the market is in Central Florida, but I will tell you in Atlanta it's a total different market than it is, you know, uh, uh, here in our in Orlando and uh, yeah, it's, it's so saturated. Market. Atlanta's so saturated. Like so, people think of like Florida being the cigar capital, and it is, right? But Atlanta has more cigar shops per capita than any other place in the planet. Like it's nuts. Well over a hundred and something. It's crazy. Yeah, just in that just in that Atlanta region. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I, was there. I was like, wow. I mean, so, but, but, um, yeah, so. Well, um, I know we're bouncing around a lot here, Howard, but, um, and, and, but I, I really appreciate you keeping up with me here. I, I before I, I peel off this beautiful label, I wanted to, I, I am, I am to the label on this one of a kind. I want, I do want to come back to the Black Moses Natural because I want to hear about, I know you said the, 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 the rapper's different, um, but, but uh, and I know and, and with all respect to your to your other partner in the all pro series, Leon Cersei, I know he was the first in the all pros, uh, mm-hmm. but the one of a kind, as you mentioned, recently got a rating in Cigar Snob, really nice 89 uh, mm-hmm. rating. Uh, I've been smoking. This is my first experience with the one of a kind. Um, I'll tell you my thoughts here in a second, but um, I, I got to hear. I got to hear the story on why you and I came up with this label. It's really unique. I really like it. Uh, the name also very unique. Um, but you got to tell me the story about the, the, I'm going to call it the Joker face in the background. If I'm off, I'm sorry, it, but that's kind of what it reminds me of. I'm sure there's a story behind it. I love it though. It's great. So, so that's 100% Ike. Ike's 
So, so you look at it where it says, so it's one and it's of and there's an A-H, then the K-I-N-E. So it's one of a kind that way. It's spelled differently, mm -hmm. uh, but anybody that's on Instagram, that's Ike's Instagram um, handle, one of a kind that way. So that's what uh, he came up with. Um, and then that 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 logo look was what he always um, had. What we what all, only thing we did was we changed the color of it. Right. We changed it to for it to uh, to be the black and black and yellow to 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 go Steelers. with the Steelers. Mm -hmm. Nice. Right. Yeah, he typically was already like a purplish color, and so that look, that smile, really is a smirk. And because if anybody knows Ike, he's 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 not as talkative as I am. Like I can talk with the, with everybody, where Ike is more like more reserved. But he, he I was huh? gonna say he see I was gonna say he seems more reserved um, from some of the interviews that y'all have done. But once you get him warmed up, now once he gets warmed up, out of idle down, he can go. But uh, as far as natural personality wise. He's more of a laid back guy, laid back. So, so um, we, 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 some people say that it looks like the Joker to them, uh, 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 like a Joker type of smirk. And so what it is, it's a really, a, it's a, it's a smirk. Like it's a smirk. It's the, the smirk. Nice. The lack of a better term. Well, you, you, uh, you tell Ike that he he keep up he needs to keep up that positive attitude. I saw the video where he was talking about the cigar snob rating. He's like, they gave us an eighty nine. I'm cool with that. I was like, oh bravo, Ike, because I know cigar brand owners that would just lose their mind over an eighty nine. So bravo, bravo. Eighty uh, nine is a good score. Be be excited about that because it uh, it's a it's a it's a damn good score. He should be proud of it. Um, I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying this. Um you know, like we said, we talked about the Sumatran wrapper. I can really, I can really taste the Sumatran right off the bat from the light. Um, the retro hill is incredibly unique. I actually wasn't, I was really just kind of getting a flavor of the cigar. I was smoking it down and it wasn't until you talked about retro hill a few moments, uh, a few minutes ago that I actually retro hailed the cigar. Um, and it was very, very impressive. The aroma is very, very clean. It's, you know, it's a very, um, I would put it, slightly above mild, but I would still characterize it as a milder cigar. Um, but there's enough flavor there to, to keep you impacted. And it, it's very full flavored, um, mm. but it's just mild body. Like this is a really nice, easy going cigar, really clean, wonderful finish, uh, really kind of nice nuttiness with that Sumatran wrapper, getting a little bit of coffee too. Um, really, really enjoying the cigar. This is really well done. Uh, and so is this made at American Caribbean too, or is this made at a different factory? That's made at American Caribbean, yes. Okay. All right. So back to really quickly to, I wanted to talk about it because I still had the label on before I had to peel it off. But so going back to the black nose is natural. So you, so the Maduro was the first one. Then you released the natural. And what what is the the? It's you call it the natural, but what's the what's the actual wrapper on the black Moses natural? A uh, habano. It's a Habano? Okay. Yeah, so we, we, we put a two-year age Habano wrapper on that particular one. Mm -hmm. So it's a different Habano wrapper on that one that then that's on the uh, Magic Stick Habano. And you were talking to me about, uh, see, again, I'm bouncing back and forth here, but I apologize. So you guys do a, um, a, 
a prerequisite aging period for the Black Moses and the Magic Stick, but the one of a kind goes an additional amount of time, you were telling me, right? Yeah, so what happens is once the, the cigars are made in the factory, uh, we get a, a, a email that, that's, that states it's going into the to, to rest. And so I then myself or either uh, Rachel will jot down what, what it is in, in our, at our office. So we'll, so we'll know, okay, this particular lot number is going into that now. So now we'll start our countdown for, for what, uh, before we, uh, we get it shipped here to us here in Orlando. And so, and then with that, we do, we went an extra um, 30 days with one of a kind when we originally started that. So, um, and just the reason why is because we notice um, a lot of times when people that are new to smoking cigars, you know, they, they really don't know, but the guys that's been smoking for a long time, we call them aficionados, of course, when they smoke a cigar, if they smoke your brand and then they turn around, they expect a certain consistency, right, from smoking the brand. So now if you smoke it, and this probably was not done the same way, probably was released a little earlier, you, you, I would be able to taste it. And I'm pretty sure if I would be able to taste it, also the other aficionados would be able to taste it as well. And so that's one of the things we do. We want to make sure that we, we follow the guidelines that we want for the brand to uh, give the most consistency in, 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 the, in the smoke. So when they smoke the cigar, you know what you're getting. Like same, same thing as Padron. You rarely, rarely will find an issue with the Padron cigar. And that's, that's from my personal experience. And so we try to do the exact same thing. And, and I was like, hey, you know what? Man, age it a little bit longer for me. I said, not a problem. So we just did it a little longer on top of that once they was rested. That was one thing I was going to comment too. You mentioned, you've mentioned this a couple of times tonight, Howard, is the construction and the technical aspect of it. Um, that's what I've really enjoyed about, you know, your, your other cigars too, but in particular this one, the, I mean, the construction has just been flawless. I mean, the ash, I've, I've already asked you at this point, so I'm not going to show it, but um, I mean, it really held very long. It's this nice, thick, you know, like, I mean, you can't, we call it stacking dimes, you know, when the ash kind of piles up, I mean, these are there. I mean, it's, I mean, it is a solid, solid, solid ash. I mean, you can't even see those lines. Like, uh, like if it were actually stacking dimes, but um, it's, it, it's a, uh, it's a really, really well-constructed cigar. And, uh, but I've, I've really been enjoying it. So the, so the the Black Moses line, you put that together and everything. So how long after that did the did you put the did the magic stick come out of production at that point? So the magic stick was right after it. So the the the, the way it went was Black Moses, Maduro, Black Moses Limited, Magic Stick Habano. And um and in the Cameroon, okay. And so from there, added the natural because it was the same tobacco. We just switched. We wanted to get a two different tastes from it, mm -hmm. just like the Padron has with the eighty year. You have it in Maduro, right, right, right. No, absolutely, so yeah. And then on the, the Magic Stick side, 
we went for a, a Robusto, which would be the, you know, the Robusto, uh, the little shorter one, five by 52. And then we paired the, um, the Cameroon with the, with the Habano, both at six by 50 Toros. Okay. So that's kind of like how we went with, with that. Um, so, um, I, I mean, I love, I love Cameroon. So is this, um, so is this Cameroon seed or is this genuine African Cameroon? It's Cameroon seed. Okay. Yeah. So is it is it grown in Nicaragua? Do you know or? No, it, no, it's not grown. In, they they actually purchased that that um that they purchased they purchased that wrapper. Okay. And, okay. And, and get to to Nicaragua. Okay. Cool. So um. That's why it's 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 because there's a couple of different Cameroon rappers out there, and for mm-hmm. for, for us, um, I've noticed because ours is a little delicate. It's very delicate. Like it I is. try, I try to um, even when I when I when I, if I ship some out, I try to make sure I keep different uh, packs in there to make sure they keep the humidity. But even once we get to where we where we at, we want to make sure not smoke it right then and there. Because that wrapper is extremely delicate, so we want to get it right on the right to, um, humidification prior to smoking it. But um, that's one cigar I really want to do other things with. But I got to see how can I do it without uh, jeopardizing the quality of the wrapper is my main, you know, thing right now that we're looking at. Um, but uh, it's an enjoyable smoke for us and. Um, and we're we're super pleased with the people that 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 smoking and get back to us with that. Well, like you said, it's your it's your favorite. It's how you start your day and how you end it. Um, it was the first one of your cigars that I that I that I tried, Howard. And I was, I mean, when I say I was blown away, I mean I don't say that lightly, and I'm not saying that because you're on my show. Um, I'm I I can literally I can tell you exactly the two times in my life I get hand you know I used to work retail cigar retail, so I got handed cigars all the time. I've had a lot of first impressions and um, I call there's two times where I've been caught completely off guard about how incredible cigar was. And the first time was when I smoked um, Phil Zangi's debonair Maduro Um, that, I mean, yeah, that was just a, that was kind of a wow experience. And, and, And like I told you, I didn't know that American Caribbean major cigar at the time and so I, I had nothing to go on. I didn't know. I didn't know if it was genuine Amer- if it was genuine African Cameroon. I didn't know if it was Cameroon seed. I had, I had nothing to know on. I was just really anxious to try your product because you're a supporter of the PCA, which we'll get into here in a few moments. And I was like, okay, so I, 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 I grabbed it, threw it out, clicked it, laid it up. And I, I was blown away. I mean, it caught me that off guard about how unique and how flavorful it is. I mean, it was, it was absolutely outstanding, Howard. I have, I mean, I can't, I cannot laud more praise upon it. It was fantastic. Um, I really, really enjoy this cigar. I really encourage everyone, all of my listeners, you got to check out uh, Howard G's Cameroon, check out all the cigars, but that, that one, that one, that one had, that one had the first impression award for me. I mean, that was incredible. Um, Thank you. So, I mean, obviously, like you said, it's your it's your go to out of your lines as far as like first and last cigars of the day. I know you like all your cigars, of course. But um, what was it about when you got to this blend and, you know, when you were working with Alex and everything that you're like, what did you like about it? What what did was it? the Was it the retro hail? Was it the 
what what was it about this blend that was like that's it well number one i retro held every single cigar that i smoked just to really open up my navel pack patches to be able to like to really taste everything so i don't do it on every every time i inhale but i mean every time i take a puff but when i first smoked the cameroon it literally made me feel like this is a cigar that I literally can give to anyone, right? Mm-hmm. Anyone. If they say pick one cigar you can hand to anyone, I personally would hand the Cameroon. And the reason I would is because, it's number one, it's not a – a lot of times when you have the stronger cigars, the, 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 the smell of the cigars, some people – could could be turned off by it or things like that. I've never yeah. had, I have guys that have wives that don't smoke and they don't like to be around smoke at all, but that's hung out <clears throat> with their husband that was smoking the Cameroon and said, you know what? That doesn't smell bad at all. It actually smells <laughs> make me want to smoke it. Right. And so those are different things that we've, that we've, that we've heard over, over time. Um, but for me, it just, I love the taste of that wrapper because for me, the smaller the cigar, you know, the, the smaller the gauge, the more you taste the wrapper. And, and, mm. and I just love that taste of the wrapper. And I believe that, um, by getting that in the hands of more people, they'll, they'll understand that wrapper because there's some, most people think that, okay, well, if you have a Connecticut wrap, that means it has to be a, a mild cigar or an extremely light cigar. And if, it, and if the cigar has, you know, is a darker wrapper, it's immediately a strong cigar. And that's not, that's not the case. You know, we have some, I've had blends that we, we worked on that are a Connecticut wrapper that's, that's most stronger than, matter of fact, some people think the Black Moses Maduro doesn't smoke as strong as the Majestic Habano Robusto. I can see I, that. I, I get that a lot. I can see that. I haven't had the Robusto, but I have had the Habano and I've, and I've had the Majestic Maduro before and, uh, excuse me, the Black Moses Maduro. And yeah, no, I get that. That Black Moses Maduro is, is, it's got this, this really nice richness to it, which kind of tampers down that, that, that intensity of the blend a little bit uh, mm-hmm. in my mind. I mean, people could have a different experience, but, um, but yeah, so I, I could, I could definitely see that. So the, um, I mean, this kind of leads us into the the all the all pro series. Now, we've already talked about one of a kind. I've since found out this answer, but how does a Dallas Cowboy fan hook up with a Pittsburgh Steeler? That's I mean, I know everyone's wanting to know this. I, I found out the answer, but I, I wanted I wanted everyone to hear this. Well, first of all, I, I just want you to know that there's two Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> that are, that I'm with. Because Leon Searcy was a was a Bill Cowher's very first draft pick in '92. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I know so he built he his legacy in Jacksonville. First. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So he, he was with the Steelers for four years prior, and then after he <laughs> lost, to my, after he lost to my Cowboys in the Super Bowl in '95, he uh, Jacksonville got him as a right tackle to uh, protect Mark Brunel, who was a left-handed quarterback. And so, so he's he was drafted a Steeler. Um, Leon he he likes to say he was born a Steeler but raised a Jaguar, and uh, and then 
and I so yes, when 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 it talks about that, um, typically, I never me and Ike we have such a brotherhood that he really is not really he doesn't like he feels bad for me like when the cop like like he's like where are you watching the Cowboys playoff game? All right, I'll be there, and so we watch it together. You know what I mean? And and then when the Cowboys were losing, and I'm sitting there throwing my hat and I'm all animated and I'm, you know, I'm extremely mad. And he's he's still being positive, like to me, saying, "Hey, it's okay. You still got action. You know, maybe you know we're gonna get the ball back. You know." So he's he's not like that. Leon, on the other hand, Leon's the devil. Leon, he probably, <laughs> Leon says, "Howie, I got a nursery rhyme." And I said, "Okay." He goes, "Roses are red." The Cowboys are lame. You went 13 and three. You couldn't win a playoff game. Like stuff like that. He hit me with every single it's cold, year. Man. It's, 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 it's cold hearted. It's really bad, bro. So that's he's the he's the he's the real issue that I have when it comes to to uh that's to, funny. To, to sports. But how did I how how did I um me and Ike, we live in the same neighborhood, which is uh not too right. far from Corona. Yeah, so um, so I would I would be with Ike and work out a lot with them and stuff like that um, as well. So that built our bond a, a little uh, differently. Now I will admit that as a Cowboy fan, I I do have nothing but respect for the Steelers, not because they only they have one more Super Bowl than we, but also <clears throat> going to Pittsburgh and doing events in Pittsburgh and just going to just going to their their city in general. I've really grown fond of it, and the amount of people I've been able to create relationships with and things like that. Those guys are really diehard fans. I mean, when I say diehard, they're real, and oh, so yeah. and I can appreciate that just in just as a as a human being, you know, people that are passionate, you know, about um, you know, and, and you have that with with uh, with the Packers, you know, yeah, you know, those cheese heads are, are, are passionate <laughs> cheese heads, man, you know, and so I have nothing but respect for. For for those 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 uh those different teams as well. Um, it's just everybody everybody loves to hate my Cowboys. It's like you either like a Cowboy fan or you hate the Cowboys. Like you know what I mean. And so, um, but I'm not one of those haters, man. I I, I just watch it, and then but I don't hate on nobody else's team because I have a lot of friends in, in other in other one of one of my good friends is Nick Collins. He, he got a Super Bowl. He got a Super Bowl and ran it back for the, for a touchdown uh, in that in your in the Packers Super Bowl in two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. And when it matter of fact, they beat they beat Ike and the Steelers. That's why you know Ike has two instead of three. And that's when uh and, and when Aaron Rodgers was absolutely flawless in that game. He was I mean yeah. literally perfect in that game. But but it's it's just fun. We get together. Matter of fact, the the year that um so it wasn't last year. It was a year prior. When Tampa Bay beat uh, the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl, that Super Bowl week, I had Ike and Nick Collins sitting together, and mm-hmm. we were smoking cigars. And all we was doing, I, I was asking those guys, what led to that the, to to the Packers winning that Super Bowl over the Steelers? And oh, with wow. both those guys sitting there talking, you know, Ike talking, then Nick talking, and Ike talking. They both agree that it came down to Aaron Rodgers with like some perfect passes that were like absolutely couldn't have been no better thrown balls. And so when I would go to the sideline, 
Coach Dick LeBeau said, hey, <laughs> ain't nothing you could have did. Ain't nothing. <laughs> that, the guy is on a, he's on another level right now. And so, you know, but those 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 conversations are, are, are really cool. You know what I mean? Just between oh, two Super Bowl champions just sitting out there hanging out and just talking. And so that's one of the cool things that we 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 do. You know, everybody had jabbed me about my cowboys in the beginning, but after a while they'll forget about they'll forget about it and over a cigar we'll just talk about, you know, their team or, or whatever. But it's always enjoyable because we're doing it over over a cigar. So it's always fun for us. I would never tell this to Leon's face, uh, just because out of respect for him, it'd probably make him feel old. But uh, I grew up playing Madden, like most kids in this country. <laughs> and uh, and I would always uh, I would always trade for Leon Cersei um, to because I my my brother's a lefty. So my brother was the quarterback. We would create him as the quarterback. And so we would we would trade for Leon Cersei to protect his blind side. So, <laughs> so wow. it's, fun. it's funny you mentioned the Mark Brunel bit. That's why I was like, oh, that's funny. I'll, I'll say this bit. I would never tell Leon that because I feel like I'd be like, I'm really going to date myself here uh, no, and, and make you feel. <laughs> Listen, he would be honored to hear that. <laughs> I don't know how to tell him for you. It's <laughs> good. I'll tell him for you, man. That's awesome. That is really cool. Yeah. Um, so. The uh, so so speaking of so speaking of Leon, I know this was the first cigar in the in the All Pro series. I'm going to pull this out because this thing is massive. Okay, um, for everyone out there, just I don't think the the video is going to do it. Respect. So this is an eight and three quarters by sixty. Okay, this is the 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 All Pro series Leon Cersei. Um, so um, now you you had some you had some really and I really really liked what you were talking about um, and we talked a little bit about this about before the show as well mm -hmm. um, about why, why, like for instance, I wanted to have Pennsylvania tobacco inside of the one of a kind. Uh, it was to pay tribute to the years that he spent in Pittsburgh and everything, but you were like, that's his blend and that's the cigar that he enjoys. And it was really important for you to put that. And the same thing can be said about Leon. So talk to us a little bit about this uh, <laughs> massive project, uh, the Leon Cersei a little bit. Well, well, that, that cigar is affectionately known as the Big Circe. Um, and, and the reason why is because uh, we also have coming out soon, very soon, we have the Little Circe. And so oh, okay. that'll be, yes, because that cigar there is, is absolutely a phenomenal cigar. It's an amazing cigar. It's a commitment. But <laughs> it's, 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 it's intimidating, you know? It's intimidating for certain individuals. And so, but... For, for the All-Pro Series, for us, it has to be authentic. It has to be for the athlete. See, I'm not the, the NFL legend, so I can just make a cigar and then and put a name on it. I can't do that. It has to be their favorite cigar. And so with Leon, being that he's a three-time national champion, Miami Hurricane, greatest Miami Hurricane uh, guard, uh, offensive lineman, and 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 – being known when you when you, if you ever look at when he when he played football, he was known to give a punch. That's what anybody anybody always said. Leon had like like he could have been a boxer with the punches that he gave. So for that, we wanted to come up with that in a cigar for him that was a smooth cigar, but that it'll give you like a little punch. And so we with the big search, we say that we have four quarters of a punch. 
with that cigar. So typically, you know, you have the first quarter, and then as you go on the second quarter, third quarter, and towards the end, you have the fourth quarter. But that cigar is smooth throughout, and it'll give you that nice little jab. Uh, Maduro, it's a Maduro wrapper, and it's a Nicaraguan blend. And in that blend, it, it, it has Esteli, it has Jalapa, and it has a little Ometepe as well. But the way the blend is set up and the way they, they, they put it together is for it to not be overpowering. You know, sometimes when you're dealing with a, a cigar, it could be too peppery, you know, or uh, it could be too much strength. But that has a nice, smooth note throughout. And so um, one of the good things about it is, like you were saying, you know, Leon has a video out and why he's saying, you know, Howie, you know, this is my favorite cigar, you know, and uh, I'm so thankful, you know, that we that we were able to put this together and, you know, and, and go from there. But the cool thing about it for me, Bear, is just that, you know, you see Leon, you see Leon with a cigar, right? If mm -hmm. you, you know, I mean, I remember they had a, a um, like a reunion from the 19, the, the, the 1987 or 89 championship team for the Miami Hurricanes. And so I go, I'm, I'm at the game with him. By the way, I'm a Florida State fan. So, but uh, we fight about that too. But um, <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> we fight about that too. But uh, you really are. The, you really are a man of the people, Howard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they put me in the war room out there with those guys, man. It's bad. But uh, so we, we go to that game and it's halftime. And so Leon's going on the field with the, rather, the other uh, legends of, uh, Gino Toretta and the, those, those different guys from that team. And Leon's out there with a cigar in his mouth. That's Leon, you know. And um, and he has a radio station um, in Jacksonville. And he also does uh, sports commentating for the Jaguars. And uh, so he lives out there and he does oh, Was he still doing that? I knew he was doing that for a while. I didn't know if he was still doing it. Okay. He, he loves it, man. When I, when I tell you Leon tells the best stories, I mean, I believe Leon, literally, he tells the best stories of, of anybody, you know, and so he, um, he really, he really walks and uh, breathes and sleeps, you know, football and cigars. And so um, we just, I just did an event with him, just myself and him in, uh, in Jacksonville. Uh, we did it at um, Island Girl Cigar at Gate Parkway, and then we did another one at Aromas Cigar with two nice, um, really nice cigar spots in Jacksonville and, and, and those events were, 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 were great. People from the city, you know, uh, commissioners and, 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 and people um, that do business with Leon and commercials and different things like that. They were all coming in all to support the line, but also really to, to support, you know, the Jacksonville legend. And so uh, just, a, just a fun time with them, but anybody that knows him knows, he, you know, he, he smokes a cigar. He, that's what, constantly and that cigar is his favorite and you know and he constantly is posting every you know every day you see him he's gonna have a cigar you know and and so it's just ex exciting the fact that you can look at him and you can look at ike and you can tell hey this is this is for the love of what cigars have done you know what that what this industry have done for relationships for brotherhoods for 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 you know, in, in certain cases, women now, so they call it, you know, sisterhoods. 
but just what how you can bring all walks of life together, man, is just important to us. And and I and I give you a quick standpoint. I, Ike and I was talking the other day to somebody, and he was saying, man, you know, we've had CEOs of Fortune 500 com com companies sitting down at the table with, with you know, professional athletes and just um, teachers and, and, and doctors and, and janitors, all at the same table, uh -huh. sitting down. And, and, and the only thing was, was discussed was, man, what are you smoking? Man, I don't know. Man, how long have you been smoking this? Oh, man, well, I have, hey, have you tried this cigar? And then, you know, they'll just reach in and say, hey, try this. And so we, we talk about where else can, can, can you do that? People that probably, if you was walking down the street, probably would never speak to each other. Become great friends by just sitting down and smoking a cigar. And so that's kind of like, you know, typical things that happen in our, in our world for us. I'm pretty sure, of course, it's the same with you, right, man? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, like I said before, I mean, that's one of the great things. I mean, that's why I went to work in a cigar store. That's why I stayed working, you know, as a second job. Um, you know, even, you know, there was a time where I needed the second job. And even when I didn't need it anymore, I still, I, I still, I still loved it because of what you're talking about. You can have, you know, you know, doctors and, and janitors and, and, you know, lawyers and, and mechanics all together, you know, chatting about what they love, which is, um, which is cigars. And it's, it's, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. I mean, um, you know, one of the things that I, I really like is that, um, like the, the cigar shop that I worked at for years, I mean, two, two of my dearest friends from that shop, one's a, for, you know, as long as I've known him, he's been a, he's been working on his PhD candidacy, you know, he's an academic you know, in, you know, classic, uh, uh, Shakespearean literature, like he, he's, he's brilliant. And one of his, one of our closest friends is, um, you know, he's a, he's a sports savant and mm -hmm. he could probably tell you, he could probably tell Ike Taylor more about Ike Taylor's career than Ike Taylor could. I mean, like he knows everything about everything. It's just insane. Um, but his, his vocation is, uh, he's a mechanic. Yeah, you know, he'll mm -hmm. tell you he's a grease monkey. That's the that's what he'll tell you he is. And and they're two of the closest friends that I have from from the cigar shop. And and they're two friends of each other, you know. And it's 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 one of the it's 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 a beautiful thing. I love I love I love the American cigar store. Um, I love what these cigars do, and they bring everyone together. It's 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 absolutely true. Um, so you um going back to, to, to Leon for just a moment, you know, if you, if you want to tell him to, you know, put his name up and kind of replace Booger McFarlane on national broadcasts, he should probably <laughs> do that. Cause I, I remember listening to, I was in, uh, I don't, I can't even tell you why, but I remember listening to him on listening to Leon on the radio and I thought he was very good. And I'm, so I background on me. I went to college. I, I, I went to college and my, my degree is in sports broadcasting. So, oh, okay. um, so I, I, I really enjoy the art of broadcasting. I finally get to use it. You know, I finally yeah. get to use my degree <laughs> by doing podcasts. Uh, but, um, but I thought he was, I thought it was very good uh, when I listened to him. So, um, and uh, with all respect to, to, to Booger McFarlane, I, I, I think there are plenty of people that are a lot better at 
commentating than he is. So if Leon wants to put in for his job, I'd, I'd be all for that. He'd have my <laughs> vote of confidence. Uh, so that's, that's so who so growing up, who was your favorite? Okay, so okay, you grew up in Kissimmee. You grew up in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're a cow. Did you grow up a Cowboys fan? Because you were a Bulls fan. You were telling me too. Like so I was born. I was born. So I was. Uh, I was a Cowboys fan from from birth. Like okay. Um, you know, other people in my family are Cowboy fans. Okay. Um, as well. um, and that's just I I I stuck with it. And I and and you you learn you find this about me when I when I. When I'm down with you, I'm down with you, whether you're high or low. You know what I mean? You're we're 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 we're, we're like four flat tires, man. So it's like you know, I've all I've never liked to give up on anything, and so we're 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 in. I was a cowboy fan. I just loved that the Dallas Cowboys, the star, the everything. And so on the down years, I I I, I just literally there's. A lot of stuff that I have that's specific, all Dallas. You know, I mean, I mean, to before you come to my home, there's a the the you, you have to wipe your feet on the on the star before you before you walk <laughs> in the in the premises. It, it's you know, I remember um it, you know certain things. It was just set up that way, but um, it's just uh, I just stuck with them the whole time. So I mean, it's something. So it's who's the favorite player? Who's your favorite player growing up? My my favorite player of all time is Deion Sanders. Oh, awesome! Yeah, man, I love watching him play. God, Florida, Florida State. Oh yeah, you're a Florida State fan. Oh, from the beginning. Okay. So I have the I have the I have the Florida State jersey of of Deion, and then I and then in my in my office uh, at at my cigar office inside there, I have the the Deion Sanders Dallas Cowboys sign autographed jersey. Well, Frank, I'm, I'm, I think Prime is is one of the most special players uh, this the, the sports world has ever seen, in my opinion. Um, and oh, I agree. So, uh, you know, I mean, the guy was so good that, you know, Jerry Jones said, man, I got to have him. You know, when, when right. you know, I mean, when, when you think about what, what um, in 94. He beat him in the championship game when he, he was a 49er. Him. Let me, I need him. And then he came over to Dallas, and then he beat Leon and uh, and the Steelers, and because they yeah. weren't even throw, they shut down he, the man shut down one side of the of the field, they won't even throw his way, and so he caught um, a pass in that Super Bowl too. Yes, he, he did. A pass. Yeah, he caught a pass, you know. And then think about it, he had a game when when he was playing for the Falcons that he that he played a game, uh, a football game, and then. Caught a helicopter and ended up playing a baseball game. Played that a night. playoff baseball game, yeah. The same you day. Know what I mean? So it was like, you know, the guy was a. a I always just liked his confidence, and you know, he, to me, he was a football version of Muhammad Ali, where he would talk trash, but he would back it up. And so, yeah, you know, nobody cares if you back it up. When you're talking and you can't back it up, then all of a sudden you're like, "Bang it out of here!" But he was able to do it, and so I just uh, took a liking to to him. Um, but um, as far as my all-time favorite athlete, who I think is like just a whole nother level of individual, period, it's just Michael Jordan. I mean, that's yeah. just, just, you know, um, I just I just think that guy's, uh, for me as a kid, just to, 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 just to watch him, it was just, you know, it was it was a joy to be able to grow up in that era to see him. And so, sure. so that's my, 
I said I was a Michael Jordan. I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. So even when people leave the Cowboys, I'm still a Cowboy fan. When I when we looked at when we were talking about back then the Bulls, I said I'm a Michael Jordan fan. So when Jordan went to the Wizards, guess who I like? I like You're the Wizards. Wizards. Fan. Yeah. If Jordan comes out of retirement today and decides to go to the to, and play for Charlotte, not own it, but to play for them, then guess what? I'm a Charlotte, Charlotte Hornet. Fan. You, you know go. what I mean? You know Michael Jordan fan. So that's a little different there. Yeah, one of my childhood friends felt that way about Shaq, and so he followed he followed Shaq wherever he went. He was a Magic fan mm-hmm. for a while. You know, he was a Laker fan. Then he was a Heat fan. I mean, I mean, he's got every Shaq jersey, including like the because I'm a Boston fan. Celtics. So Celtics. He has the 36 Boston Celtics jersey that he wore. I was like, man, that's that's deep. That's deep dedication, man. Yeah, that's awesome. He called himself the, he called himself the Big Shamrock. Yeah. <laughs> do you know if do you know if uh, Dion smokes cigars? I know Jordan does. I mean, obviously, that's you know, that's well known. Dion does not smoke cigars. He doesn't smoke nor drink. I knew, yeah, I knew that he was sober. Um, I knew that on the on the drinking side, but I didn't know if he if he ever partook in cigars or not. He's dealing with some health issues right now, so we're, we're yeah. really hoping he uh, he comes back because he's done a hell of a job at, uh, at Jackson State. What a great job he's yeah. done coaching them. Those kids, man, he's done a great, wonderful job. It's, I was, I was, um, I was on the fence about that move. I was like, I was like curious. I was like, I was, I really wanted to pay attention to see, and he's done a phenomenal job. He's done, I just, yeah. I never thought of him as coaching material. I got to be honest. Like, I, yeah. I thought him, it, it, I saw him doing anything else. But I mean, like you said, the Muhammad Ali, if he puts his mind to something, if he says he's going to do it, he's going to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's great. Well, Howard, I've really, I've really enjoyed this, this, this tonight's conversation. We've got a few more segments coming up. These are what we call our fun segments to kind of close out the evening and uh, really enjoyed learning about your story, learning about the stories of the cigars and sharing it with my audience. It's been fantastic. The one of a kind was a wonderful cigar. I'm smoking the black Moses Maduro now really enjoying the cigar too. And it's, uh, after you kind of brought to light the, uh, the genesis of this project, you know, with Padron, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm smoking it with new eyes and new yeah. taste buds and, and I'm, I'm enjoying it thoroughly. So, um, so the, the first segment as we go into this is our one must go, which we do every week, uh, which is always brought to you by United Cigars, a smoke one today and start living United. United Cigars featuring La Giana Havana and distributors of Jose Dominguez, Bandolero, Garofalo and a highly acclaimed Atabay and Byron lines. So smoke one today and start living united now howard the the point of this i i I briefly told you about this before we kicked off tonight's show the point of this segment is i'm i I give you three things and Mm. i always try to i try to typically curb this around my guests and 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 like i said before this is the first time you and i've met so this was a little bit of a challenge but i I think i've picked three things that are pretty good so i'm going to give you three things i i think you like and you gotta you gotta kick one to the curb you gotta say it now obviously it's not for real you're not saying i'm never going to do it again or anything like that so for you know anyone out there who's like freaking out like oh my gosh what's he going to pick but i'm i'm interested to hear this so uh so here are your three choices this you get a night on the town or a day on the town it's 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 you get to enjoy your vote whatever you want to do for that day and i'm going to give you three choices you get to go to an orlando magic game you can get to go to the casino which i know you're a big fan of um (laughs) Or you can play a round of golf at your favorite golf course, which I want to hear what your favorite golf course is. What is the one that's got to go? A, a wonderful night at the, the casino of your choice, 
an Orlando Magic game, or a round of golf at your favorite golf course, which one's got to go? Um, at, at this point, right now, I would probably say the Magic. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about things. We got a young team, the young squad. For yeah. sure. Okay. Right. If it was the Shaq and Penny, the Shaq and Penny and Nick Anderson days, then I probably would say the golf. <laughs> the, one, the, the one thing that's never got the, that's never going to go is the casino. <laughs> I, I see you like to go there. I, so I, like, look, I look, I, I uh, when I it was really awesome. I, I, I started playing poker in college, and I didn't have to be twenty one. We went across the border to Oklahoma. We could play poker at mm-hmm. the. Uh, at the casino there at Windstar in Thackerville, Oklahoma. Thackerville, Oklahoma, whole of Windstar Casino. Got to play poker there and everything. So, um, so when 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 did you start going to casinos and what what what? I see. Are you a, are you a slots guy? It seems like, or or do you play everything? I love, I love the slots. <laughs> so wh- when when did that start? When did when did you start going to casinos and really liking it so much? Um, I I started going to I would say about ten years now. I've been going to um, because here in Orlando we're we're pretty much owned by Disney, so we can't you know everything pretty much shuts down at two o'clock. But uh, <laughs> but right down the road there in Tampa, you know they have the the Hard Rock Casino, and so I frequent there a lot. And and <laughs> and and the reason why is because it's it's like therapy for me. Like I can literally sit down and it's me and the slot machine. And and my and I have my my my, uh, my my case with my cigars in it, and so I'm just and I prefer to play in the evening. And when I say the evening, I mean like after ten o'clock, after ten p.m. is when I prefer. And the reason why is because it, I I have a, my own little thinking, but I know if a lot of people has been playing earlier that day in the daytime and the evening, stuff like that, I think the machines probably have a little extra money to, to, to give away in those, in those hours. And so I've, I've hit more um, jackpots in those after 10 o'clock hours than I've ever done <laughs> in the day. And you so know, you got but, a whole strategy down. You got this figured out, man. That's I have, I have a little system. Um, I, I prefer to, um, I like the dancing drums a lot because I like the progressive games where I can get free games. Okay. Because a lot of times you're playing something and it's pretty much, you know, $15 a push or $20 a push and, you know, the money is gone at the end. You know, boom, I lost it, boom, you know. Yeah. But with the progressive, you know, you might push, you know, a $20 play and you might, you know, not get a bonus, but you might get a couple of things to add up or line up. And they give you, you know, seven or eight bucks back. So okay. continue on. So, um, <clears throat> so I'm a progressive slot machine guy. Um, but well, you, it sounded like you you just kind of gave it away. But what denomination do you play at? Like, do, is it does it ten dollars slots or what? What do you usually play? I, I typically at Hard Rock. I, I I prefer to play the in the high limits. So I typically play anywhere from ten to twenty five. That's kind of like my threshold. Okay. Um, you know, because you know, typically right in 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 that spectrum, if you if you play 
the payouts are are, are better, you know, um, mm-hmm. compared course, to yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, people that's playing, you know, 50 cents in a dollar. I mean, you play for hours, 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 and then you, you close the machine or you, or you hit a, a bonus and you get 30 bucks. You know, it, it doesn't, it's not appealing. So I'm trying to, uh, so I try to, you know, play around that standpoint and, you know, so the payouts are higher. And honestly, it's, a, it's the, like a little rush, you know, especially when you're in a room and, and you see the, the people in the red shirts, I mean, the red jackets come out and they're coming to a person right next to you and they just hit a jackpot. So the the, the, the momentum is going, the, the, the energy. And then people are like, you're next, you know, or something <laughs> like that. So it's, nice. for me, it's just, it's just, it's just, uh, Something that I, I enjoy. And it's another community. It's another community. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Okay. No, uh, I'll, uh, since you're a slots guy, I'll tell you this story. So my wife and I went to Vegas a number of years ago, and uh, um, our budget was conceivably lower than yours. And so she played the penny slots. But my <laughs> wife, man, she 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 took she took a pen, she took the penny slots for some money that weekend. I'm not kidding. She finished. She finished. I'm. I'm kidding. Not on penny slots, Howard. Mm-hmm. She finished hundred and forty-four dollars up. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I was. It was really impressive. <laughs> Absolutely. She was running hot, man. It was. It was insane for penny slots. I mean, it was nuts. It's like. Absolutely. So. All right. Well, that was our one must go. So uh, the Orlando Magic have to to sit out uh, for for Howard. Uh, but uh, don't don't worry, Magic fans. He's a loyal fan. He still he still got his tickets. He's still going to be going. He's gonna he's gonna be hanging with you all. So this is just an exercise. One must go. Always brought to you by uh, United Cigar, uh, featuring uh, La Giana Havana and distributors of Jose Dominguez, Bandolero Garofalo, and the highly acclaimed Atabay and Byron Lines. So this has become my my favorite segment on on the show each week, uh, Howard and. Um, um, I was uh, I was I was texting with uh, with Rachel earlier today, and she got with you on on your choice for this evening. And this is the this is the time of the night where we talk about uh, the charity or nonprofit of my guest choosing. So each week, I've done this for over a year and a half now. Uh, we've featured some phenomenal charities and nonprofits, some local, some national, some you haven't even heard of. Um, and uh, tonight, we've got a really local charity that you're really proud of. And so I'm really excited for you to talk. You 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 brought forward to us the Orange County Police Athletic League. Now I'll just give a brief introduction here, and then I want you to talk about uh, you know why this means to you. But this is a fantastic organization that was established in the early '90s, and um, its sole purpose is dedicating it to provide athletic, recreational, and educational programs for at-risk youth by using law enforcement officers as coaches, mentors, and other officials. Uh, to influence children to avoid life of crime, drugs, gangs, violence, and truancy. So, uh, what a what a great organization! So, so Howard, how did you become involved with this, and why is why is this why is this uh, nonprofit so uh, so important to you all? Well, the reason I'm I'm passionate about it is 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 because number one, you know, I live in this in in, in this city, and um, being that I have friends that are involved with the on the with the foundation itself, so um, you know Ray Kudre is is on the board, and um, uh, Tammy Giannoni, and these are all my friends from Coronas, you know, over the last 14, 14 years, and and um, and so one thing I've always been 
about is, you know, trying to help the kids in any way possible. Um, I, I, I was blessed to have my father in, in the home and, uh, and my, my father with, and my mother and my father since has passed away. But um, <clears throat> a lot of my mindset and, and, my, and, my, and my determination and drive comes because I, I was privileged to have that father. Um, there's a lot of kids that, that, that does not have that and, or, um, and, and don't have that right rooted upbringing, right? And so a lot of times when you look at when a child is growing up, there, there's, there's a time when you have a fork in the road that comes. And, and that fork in the road is, okay, I can continue, I can go this way and, and be somebody productive and into society, or it's always easy to, to follow the crowd and go into doing things where you shouldn't be doing, and then all the, then it ends up in, in trouble and things like that you know, the at-risk youth and stuff like that. It starts with, you know, who who is that, you know, they're helping you. Who's 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 keeping you focused and showing you the big picture? Because when you look back as, at, at those ages, as those kids, when, when, when the kids are in, they they don't know, you know what I mean? They, they, they don't, their mind, their little mind is not developed as, as an adult. So they're, they're going by, you know, the flow. And so uh, when, when Ray brought that, to our attention about uh, being a part of of, of, of of sponsorships and different things with power, we were we were definitely 100% on board. We tried to, you know, uh, you know, with golf power golf tournaments, we try to sponsor foursomes. We try to, you know, put out cigars, out sponsor boxes <clears throat> for 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 the events, raise money. And one of the things we do a great job at it, and, and, and a lot of it is we, they call us the Coronians. The guys that are are, 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 are real like from Sand Lake, you know, we, we do a lot of great events and we raise a lot of money. I remember last year, um, we were just at one of our, our friends' homes. He, he just put together an event with food and you know, I donated some cigars and other people donated different things and 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 uh, we raised over twenty some thousand dollars just at 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 their house you know, and, and, and donated it, you know, went, it went to the kids. So, and, and, you know, for me to go to Corona and Ray to say, Hey, Howie, look, man, we were able to, to, to get, uh, you know, 2,800 backpacks to give out for the kids for school. Um, another thing, uh, Ray was really excited um, because we, we got Ike on board with us as well. And, and there was a, there was a kid that, that, um, Ray found out, Ray's a, the, like the president or something of, of, of PAL, he's on one of those levels. And um, there was a kid that was a, was a very great, a really good athlete guy, but he was right on the cusp of going in the wrong direction. And, um, and Ray wanted to get Ike to go to uh, have a little lunch with him. And, and that's what he did. He went and had lunch with the kid and, and gave the kid his cell phone number and said, listen, man, you know, anything you need, give me a call. You know, if you, if, if you need somebody to talk to, give me a call, you know, um, or, you know, let me, let don't, don't go that direction because your big brother went that direction. Don't, that's going to lead, you know, in, in, in this, in this category. So for me to see the fact that I was blessed, um, I have a son that's 18 and, um, and, and I'm able to pour into my, my son. He's a, he's a great kid, you know, thank God for that. But, 
you know, it's other people that just never did have that. So I realized growing up that I was blessed because I, when I look back to the people that, you know, even played football with me, you know, did where, where I, I, when that fork in the world came, you know, I went this way and a lot of them went, you know, this way and not that they were bad people or anything. They just didn't have the right guidance and, and this is who, 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 who you you know, the circle that you're, that you're involved with, who, who's in your corner, who are you sitting down with, who are you, you're spending your time with. And, and honestly, you know, Bear, that's one of the reasons why I, I really latched on to the cigars at, at an early, early age, because, you know, I always looked at, you know, successful people smoke cigars, you know, people that are, are doing well in life, smoke cigars, because it's not, it's not something cheap. You know what I mean? Right. And um, uh, so it's, 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 you know, um, I, 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 you know, even though I consider a cigar a, a necessity for me, but in all actuality, it's, it's really a luxury, but it's a, a luxury that people enjoy. And, and so I look at how my life has grown, even being around, you know, people in, in that, in, in the cigar world, wherein my son who's 18, you know, he's come to Corona's, you know, and sit outside with, with, with and, 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 and talk with some of the top attorneys in the state of Florida, you know, and, and talk with some, you know, builders, talk with, you know, some of my buddies that owns dealerships and my financial advisor and, you know, just, it's I, and it's like the mindset. It's, it's you know you know you 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 can you know have a, a a conversation and under and and learn more as a kid. So you say, hmm, well, this is what he did. And, and what's so so important is that I'm I'm so excited that I have friends that you know they'll just take my son to the side and just talk to him and and tell him you know, hey man, you know these are some of the things we want you to look at, you know, you, yeah. you say this is what your, your passion is, you know, look at this. And so, but with PAL, they reach out, they reach back to the youth prior to them already getting to that age where they already made their decision. So you yeah. can try to steer them a different way. And for that, I'm 100% behind and, um, and, and I'm proud to be uh, a part of, 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 of that. And, you know, they do a lot of dinners and, and, and I mean, raise a lot of money and, um, it, and they're fun events. I mean, you get people that smoke cigars together, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and then all of you know, and then, the, and then they're bidding and raffling uh, off of a box of cigars that's, you know, that costs 200 bucks goes for five and $600 because, you know, it's going to the kids, you know, um, and, um, and just different things like that. So, but it, it's, it's, it's a very, uh, you know, to, to see the, the progression that Powell has done in the last three years has been, mm. been awesome. Matter of fact, Bear, last month, we just did something at, um, for Powell at uh, outside Corona Sand Lake. Oh, okay. you know, Jeff, you know, Jeff has the FSG uh, farm. Mm -hmm. He has the cigars, but he has also has the FSG farm where he has FSG uh, beef. Right, the cattle. Yeah, and, and we were talking about that a couple weeks ago. So one of one of our uh, one of our buddies, uh, 
Paulie is uh, owns a dealership around here. That's one of our one of, one of our great friends. He um, he bought that. He bought the, uh, the the cow or half of the cow, <clears throat> and he donated half. <clears throat> excuse me. He donated half of of all the beef he got for the from the for the cow for for um, for uh, for pal. So they were doing FSG burgers. And a, and a bottle of Quintessa wine for $250, you know? And so mm-hmm. all the proceeds went to PAL. That's awesome. Then, so a lot of people was doing that. Everybody was outside Corona's brought their chairs and stuff like that, and it was doing that. Then, um, then we had raffles, and there was a lot of things just being raffled off, and all the proceeds go there. And I believe right there in, 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 a, in approximately like two to three hours, you know, they, they, they raised over five figures just right there in the parking lot. That's and so, beautiful. Um, beautiful. And you know, they, they have, you know, food. Uh, they have Charlie's Steakhouse. They do an event there. They do a golf tournament. Uh, and so, you know, it's just, it's, but when you get a chance to, you see, when, when you see where the, the, the money is going, it's awesome. Yeah. You know? No, 100%. It, you see it, you know, so everybody donates the money, you know, then they go in and get the stuff for the school. And, you know, and then now you have the teachers and the, and, and the people saying, hey, man, thank you guys so much for what you guys, you know, what 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 Powell did for for the um, for the community. And so we think mm-hmm. you, the, the best way to to continue is to 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 get the kids prior to them making that choice to go to the opposite direction to, to show them, hey, here, here's somebody that looks like you, you know, that's grew up like you, you know, that, but that this is what, this is what they did with their life. Yeah. And so I believe the word passion, P-A-S-S-I-O-N, P-A-S-S-I-O-N means to pass it on. You know, you get to a level in life where, yeah. you know, you, you know, you don't want to take it with you to the grave. You know, I want to die empty. I want to give everything I got. Give it up. So they say, oh, I use up this body pretty well, you know, instead of, of instead of taking it all with you, instead of passing it to someone else. So so we're definitely, as you can see, we're definitely um, excited, uh, excited about about um, about Powell and, and can't can't wait to see how many more um, kids, you know, futures that 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 we help, you know, shape in a, in a, in a positive way. A positive way. That's awesome. It, you know, you mentioned Ike in your story there, Howard, and I remember an interview the two of you gave, where Ike was talking about almost that very thing you were talking about, like like-minded individuals. Like you said you associated with cigars very early on because you know, success. You know, you hang around with successful people, you're going to be successful. You know, it's just like you you are who you associate with, and and I could see that's what Pal's trying to do. And I remember Ike in this interview, the two of you were in, Ike was talking about how, um, I can't remember the context, but he was talking about how the, the reason he was drawn to cigars early on was, you know, you know, as a 20 year old, something professional in the league and, but you know, cigar smokers are 35, 40 year old, 45 year old men and women. And so his, his maturity level rose because he was hanging out with more mature individuals so you know it's it's that by proxy 
kind of rule and everything. So I, 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 I can see why you guys are so a lot, uh, aligned on a lot of things because, you know, he obviously felt very similar to it. You might've been talking about power, maybe something else out of context, but um, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a hundred percent true. I, um, so a phenomenal organization. I put it, I'm going to put it in my show notes later on everybody, but it's in the chat there. If you want to learn more about the organization, please do uh, please consider donating uh, to this fantastic organization. And Howard, I do this every week. My wife and I made the decision when I started this segment uh, that e- each week uh, we were going to be donating uh, to every charity that gets mentioned on the show. So later tonight, my wife and I will be making a small donation uh, in yours and Rachel's honor um, to, to, to pal. So thank you so much for bringing it to our attention tonight. Thank you. Um, so uh, just a couple more questions here, uh, Howard, uh, to kind of cap off the evening. And I do, again, thank you so much for all your time. So uh, again, I go back to the reason why you're on this show um, was the reason you caught my attention was because um, last year's PCA, you know, I attend in attendance there and I saw a list of, of brands, some that I knew very well uh, as, as PCA sponsors, title sponsors. And, uh, and then there was this, this brand that I had never heard of Howard G cigars. And I was like, what's that all about? So you, you made the decision very early on to support the industry and, and, and sponsor PCA. And so uh, this, my question's twofold. I mean, what, what went into that decision and, uh, and then will you be returning to PCA again this year? Uh, Absolutely, yes, um, is the answer to that. We'll be at PCA. Um, but the reason why we, we did is because we're here for the long haul. So we're, we're, we're connected with the industry. We, we understand that PCA are the ones that go out there and fight for us to continue to, 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 to be able to um, produce cigars and to be able to share cigars and sell cigars, but also to be able to to, to smoke and, 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 and hang out in environments like a Corona's where, where, where we do a lot of relationship building and, and creating relationships. And we understand that, and we don't, we don't typically get into politics that much, but we look at the fact that there's certain standpoints where some people are trying to eliminate and compare premium cigars to cigarettes. There's absolutely, there's no comparison you know, to it. And so what PCA is doing is, 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 is fighting. They're fighting on behalf of us, you know, to make sure that our industry is maintained the level and, and stay where it needs to be, where, where other people are trying to, you know, make it seem like, you know, um, cigars are the worst thing ever. You know, when, when, when I look back at it and I bring up Avo again, you know, I asked Avo, what's the secret to being 91? You know, he says, how we, you know, he says, eat good. He says, but smoke two cigars a day, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I said, okay, well, if I go to four, would that make me live to be past a hundred, right? <laughs> but, but uh, I mean, that's what he says. I remember as a kid, you know, when I used to be on, looking on the television, I, I always remember the guy named George Burns that lived to be like a hundred years old. He, I've never seen that guy without, without a, a, a without a, without a cigar, but so you know, they try to 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 make us seem like we're uh, in the same vein as a cigarette or a black and mild or something that's, you know, not produced by hand and, and premium and stuff like that. And so I'm all for it. And so I definitely wanted to to be a part of, of, of PCA number one, but wanted to be a title sponsor to 
so people would know, hey, we're we're not, you know, in the cigar business as a fan. We're not coming in here, you know, trying to be a fly by night or anything. We're we're in this for the long haul, but we want to do things the right way. And 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 you're not gonna come in and and and, and be a premium cigar company if you're not associated with PCA, the one and knowing what's going on in the industry and, and in state by state and and, and what's going on and the challenges that that we we that we we incur and, and it's been it's been an actual uh, it's been it's been a great thing because it's that 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 particular venue is the reason why you saw us on you know with Bavetta you know with the podcast with Bavetta mm-hmm. it's the reason why a lot of people saw us on you know another three or four podcasts that we did right there or people that met us there and wanted to do something prior to that. Also, that same thing is for people that wanted to say, hey, they call the company and say, hey, we would like to find out what we need to do to because we see you a part of PCA and, as well. And, you know, we know you're a real cigar company because you're a part of PCA. We, we, we see the fact that you're you're not just talking it, but you're you're there at the shows. You're there you're there, you know, in your, you know, you're putting up, you're putting your money where your mouth is, you know, and, and as a boutique, because, you know, there's other people out there that were saying, Hey, we're, 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 we're in the cigar business, but we're, but you're not at PCA, but okay, we'll just go to some other shows. No, if it's, if it's the show for the industry, that's where we want to be. If, if, you know, cause what it also allows us to do is maximize our time and, and meet people such as yourself. I mean, you came by to see us, but you know, we were doing a podcast one time and another time, you know, we I guess we had customers or something, but yeah. that, that's where I go to PC. I go to PCA to meet people like like yourself, to meet the the uh cigar um store owners and then also to be able to, you know, to have a personal one-on-one, you know, time with them. Because honestly, I do most of my my business at, after the show when we all get together at mm-hmm. one of the bars and 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 one of the beautiful thing you know uh, as friends of mine and other companies you know and and I, I even shout out my my buddy Javier Avi from Placencia one of my really close friends you know he's he's how we come over here with me but then turn around and say hey this guy right here, hey, we need to meet Howie G. Howie G is one of, like he's one of my closest friends. Da da da, beautiful cigar. I smoke all his cigars. Da 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 da. And then guess what? Now I have a conversation, and the guy wants to. He, he's finished with his cigar, and I give him another one. Now he smokes the cigar. He likes the cigar. He says, "You know what? I'll be at your booth tomorrow. What's your booth number? All right, I'll be there tomorrow and, and place order and get you in our lounges. You know nice. and." And, and and it starts it starts like that, you know. Yeah. But um, it's just been having an appreciation of, of this industry. The industry's been around way before us, and and uh, and it'll be around, you know, when we're long and gone. But we just want to carve our little uh, our, our little niche in it as well, and 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 uh, and then create our our little lasting memories in it. So, but the answer to your question is that yes, we were off. We are already. Uh, set and everything for for PCA for this year as well, and uh, as well as TPE. TPE was really good for us this year as well. TPE yeah, it looked like awesome. a good show for y'all. No, it looked like a good show yeah. for a lot of people. That was great. 
we had a, we had a great time at, at TP as well. No, that that really caught my attention, um, and for those exact reasons, Howard. I mean, I was I'm I'm I, hook line and sinker was the guy that, and and the message came across loud and clear, even though you and I didn't exchange a word. And mm-hmm. I was like, this 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 is someone who you know obviously is taking this industry seriously. And wants to wants to put the you know put a foot forward and 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 I think you I think you did a great job with that so uh, congratulations and uh, we really appreciate your support so um, this uh, this is our last question of the night Howard and I just want to thank you once again uh, for all your time this evening I I recognize Sunday nights uh, late Sunday nights especially when it's daylight savings change it's actually a little bit <laughs> it's throwing all of us off I'm sure but we um, really do appreciate. Uh, your extra time tonight. I really appreciate uh, Rachel um, for putting this together. And I know she's there behind the camera by your side. She set us up tonight and uh, really appreciate um, the cigars that you sent. The awesome shirt that I'm sporting tonight is all thanks to her. Uh, And uh, really, really can't thank you enough for doing this. It it means the world to me. I was really, I've been wanting to do this interview since, since PCA and uh, really, really excited that we got to get, got together on this. So um, the last question of the night is our curveball segment, which is always brought to you Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. Curveballs or fastballs, it doesn't matter since the company's inception. Steve Sock has been knocking them out of the park. This year, seven, marks seven consecutive years in the consensus top three. So congratulations to our good friend Steve Sock on that. So here's the curveball question, Howie. The... Um, I've actually got, it's actually a two-parter, which makes it part of the curveball. Okay. So the first question is we're taking bits from our conversation today and we're going to turn around. So prime time is your favorite athlete of all time. So Dion said, he doesn't smoke cigars, but he, oh, other than Michael Jordan, sorry. Second favorite, right? Second favorite. So Dion, Dion comes to you and says, Hey, Howard, I don't smoke cigars, but I'm going to get into it. And I want you to make me a cigar on one condition since i don't drink i don't want you to gamble at casinos would you give up casinos to make deon sanders a cigar uh, the answer would be no <laughs> <laughs> and here's the reason why the answer would be no making the cigar for deon sanders helps deon sanders as well <laughs> but if Deion Sanders doesn't smoke cigars, having a cigar doesn't really make it authentic. Okay. So, so it's not so it's not appealing to the Howard G. Lion because if you remember, one of the reasons why we started the All Pro series was for the All Pros to be hands-on in the cigar. Okay. So the Ike Taylor cigar was made specifically as Ike Taylor. Had nothing to do with me. All I did was present 40 different types of blends and just take copious notes as Ike goes through and smokes them. He doesn't know what he's smoking. Everything's unbanded. So all we're doing is taking the notes to just find out what is connected to him, what he what is he liking, and then just checking off what he's liking and, and Xing out what he doesn't like. Okay. And the same thing is with with, with Leon. So as much as I love prime time, you know, and all the you know the dancing and everything like that, <laughs> make it for him, and he's not going to smoke it. It's not going to help us out. 
So the casino thing doesn't even factor into it. It's just a solid no for straight up for those reasons. <laughs> like if you said, hey, you know, would you give up, uh, uh, you know, you know, um, something else? I might think about it, but it, it wouldn't be authentic. It, it's it's, it, it's going to be the end result. I love your No, I love your answer. I love your answer, Howard. That's fantastic. Uh, that's great. That's great. So so here's my last here's my last curveball question. OK. It's not really a curveball question. I just got to know, man. I've I've seen you done tons of videos. I've seen ama- uh, some amazing pictures of all your events and everything. Man, you are rocking some, and tonight you are too. You are rocking some awesome shirts. Where are the? Where do these shirts come from? And they are wild. They are crazy. They're out loud, and I love it. I love them, man. Where Where do you get them? And why 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 do you have that as part of your style? I wear Robert Graham shirts. Um, okay. Robert Graham, well, to me, it's where, you know, it's wearable art. And so my, my, my personality is kind of like the shirts. I'm kind of a... I could agree with that, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm one of the guys where I, I, I can't come in and sit down and just be quiet. Like, I'm going to say hi to everybody. I'm going to speak to you. You know, um, I don't have a... Um, um, if certain people have a, a face that looks like you're, you're unapproachable, Right, because they're very serious. I'm one of the guys that I, I'm smiling all day, all day. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm happy to eat because I try to. You know, they say you you use less energy to smile than you do to frown. So I frown, right? I I I I, I like to smile, and uh, and so my personality, the, the shirts go along with it. So um, I've been wearing Robert Graham shirts for for now going on 10, 10 or 11 years. And so that's a part of my wardrobe. I'm typically, nice. you know, a Robert Graham shirt and jeans or slacks or something like that. Nice. Well, I get what you say about the, your, your personality heart. I, I got to say, you've probably made, uh, you've, I've probably smiled more during this interview than any other interview. My natural face is a frown typically. I hear that all the time. My mom still says that to me. It's funny you mentioned that. She says, she's like, you know, you should turn that frown upside down. You know, it takes a lot more energy to frown than it does to smile. I'm like, I know, mom, it's just my natural face. I don't know what to tell you, but it's funny. I've, but I, I, in sincerity, I think I've smiled more during this interview than any others. I've had a great time talking to you. Howard, this was an absolute pleasure. It was an absolute privilege for me to sit down with you. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Again, thanks to Rachel uh, Peters for putting this together. Uh, really, really so grateful to her and all the time that she put into it. Um, I, it, it just means the world to me for you to give me some time tonight. So thank you. I'm really excited about the future of Howard G cigars, uh, and everyone out there should be too. So go out there. You can check it out. Uh, get your local retailer to start carrying them. But, um, you know what, if you uh, want to try some of his cigars, you can go to coronacigar.com and order uh, a Black Moses, order a Magic Stick Cameroon, order one of the All Pro series. Heck, order just all of them. Uh, you're gonna mm-hmm. like every, you're gonna like every single one of them. I have. Well, I'll, I'll when I'm when I'm ready to dedicate the time. The the big source is coming up. I'm gonna I'm 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 gonna light that up probably sometime this week. I'm gonna dedicate myself to it. But I'm um, really 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 excited about the future of Howard G. So thank you so much, Howard. I really do appreciate this. Thank you so much for having me. All right. For everyone out there, this was our 203rd take. You can always check us out on our Facebook page, Elosa Fumar. We got some great upcoming guests. We won't be on next week. I'm celebrating. Speaking of family, we've talked a lot about family tonight. 
celebrating my anniversary with my lovely wife. Uh, so I won't have a show next week, but we will be back. We've got some great guests coming back to you. Um, we've got Sebastian Decoupe of, of Cavalier of Geneva and Brian Matola, his newest partner coming on here in a few weeks. Uh, Omar DeFrias of of Fratello Cigars and Nick Libretti of JR Cigars will be some guests coming up. Pay attention for those dates as they come out. Uh, we'll have some fantastic shows for you coming up. You can always check out our YouTube page, hit the download, hit the subscribe button. Um, if you listen to us later, wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, or wherever you listen to podcasts, be sure you hit the download, subscribe, and review button. If you are a subscriber, uh, do me a favor, hit unsubscribe. But don't forget to hit resubscribe because that helps my numbers and helps me get great guests like Howard tonight. So again, thank you everyone out there. This was our 203rd take live, as always, from the Alec Bradley Lone Star Studios of Euless, Texas. I'm your host, Barry Plissy, as always. Guess what, everybody? We'll see you next time. <laughs>